get down to it, it's all about the dollars, whose pocket is being lined with the dollars as to how they will vote. You can change a Republican to a Democrat based on the amount of money. Wow, you can change a Democrat. So you're saying you can take an elephant and change it into a jackass any day or a jackass to an elephant. That's what if you're saying. If the check is right. If, if the, the check, check is, is right. right. Okay. All right. I never understood, Missy, why they picked the jackass for an image. Do you know, honey? No, I that's I mean, stupid. if you're going to pick anything, pick a chicken, a rooster, or an ostrich, or a, I know, I a hippopotamus, a rhinoceros, a, a bumblebee. A I mean, by golly. <laughs> Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Well, it's hard to believe it has been one year already, just over a year, and it's a landmark moment for the presidency here in uh, America. President Trump, uh, he did the uh, the unimaginable. He rose to fame in a quick, short order, went from the private sector right into politics, uh, threatened to drain the swamp <laughs> and make America great, and that was the agenda he ran on. It's been an interesting year. It's been about as volatile as an administration could go ever in our lifetimes. I don't, I don't know. Unless you've been living for a couple of hundred years and you've, you've gone by the Civil War and back with Abraham Lincoln and back before when the nation was started, this is probably the most volatile time in your lifetime when it comes to politics. It's amazing, friends. We're going to try to hash that out here. Talk about the one-year accomplishments the one-year failures, what's ahead, what's going to be ahead here, and will this president get a second term? Hmm. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure, the pursuit of politics, the pursuit of the truth. We're going to do all of that today, friends. And on the show here today, Jennifer Breeden is here. And Jennifer is an attorney specializing in international law, criminal law, U.S. foreign policy, tracks all of this political stuff, so it'll be great to get her input. Susan Price, talk about political. Wow. She lives and breathes this stuff. She's a patriot, investigative researcher, national voice, veteran advocate for justice, a great columnist on America Out Loud. Check her work out. Dr. Faye Wilson. Dr. Faye is an author, inspirational speaker, ordained minister, underdog advocate. She has a show, uh, The Energy Bar, uh, which runs every day here on America Out Loud, and Intentional. You'll find that on Sundays. It's a great, great, uh, it's a place you can go to church and learn some things and behave yourself. Dr. Faye will keep you in line uh, every Sunday on that show, uh, so check that out after Viewpoint this Sunday. We do one of our political news shows on the platform that is doing amazing things. Missy Crutchfield is here, co-founder of Gandhi's Bee Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. And so we have all the factors and all the pieces to have a great conversation here, representative all across the board here when it comes to politics all right, ladies, I want to start with the tough stuff right up top here in the platform. Let's go, on a, let's go ahead. I want to go right around the program here. 
with all of us. And I want to grade the president. I want everybody to take 60 seconds, 60 seconds. And I want you to grade the president. Tell me what he did. Now, when I say grade him, let's go from A to F in the traditional way you would have been graded from your elementary school teacher who would look at you and say, okay, little girl Susan there, this is what you get for a grade this year. That's what we're going to do. We're going to grade the president A through F, okay? And then just a quick summary of why that is. 60 seconds each. Let's do that, and let's go around all of that. Let me go ahead and start with Susan Price. Put you right on the spot, Susan. So let's go. Grade the president. Tell me what's happening. Well, I give President Trump an A++. And uh, the reason I do is because, and I'm privy to a few little inside things, he has, um, he's the truth seeker and dragon slayer, and he's abolished certain treaties and deals that would have harmed the United States even more. The big one was the Trans-Pacific Partnership, uh, and uh, that was a huge one. Uh, his, the former president's signature on that, which would have... Um, totally unleashed the boundaries of Canada, Mexico, and the United States where we converged together. And um, it would have messed us up as far as trade deals and our American way of being, period. There would have been so much crime. And I can't even tell you the, the problems we would have had. So uh, President Trump is doing an awesome job. Okay, that's your one-minute young lady. Your buzzer is up. Yeah, I'm not Art Linkletter, but you're getting getting about at that minute time, love. So, all right, let's go next. Before I go to the other side of the aisle, I want to check in with Jennifer first. Jennifer, give me the input. You hear Susan. She's a big fan of the president. How about yourself? Gosh, Malcolm, I'd have to give him, you know, I'm going back and forth as Susan was talking. I'm going back and forth between an A- and a B plus, but I have to right now go with an A- because of the report that just came out from, I believe it was Home Depot and two or three other companies uh, about how they're raising now employee benefits, employee pay, and everything because of this new tax deal. Uh, a lot of those stories aren't really being put out on mainstream, but right. companies, since the tax deal was passed, are now raising employee, um, raising employee salaries, giving them stock options. I mean, the rights for employees are coming up. We've heard this for many years. If you know that, that if you tax companies, these big businesses, it's going to hurt the employees. And now we're seeing the opposite effect. So I think that's good. I think it has to raise them to an A minus. I think the minus uh, purely because purely with the sort of and, and part of this, and that's why it's still in the A range is because of the some of the stuff that's come out, not only on Twitter, but but other people, um, you know, just what you might think, certain words, certain things like that. That being said, um, I wasn't I wasn't a Trump person during the running. I was a Rubio person, to be totally honest. And, um, you know, the, the personality stuff I know we've talked about on the show, you know, right. weren't exactly my cup of tea. Okay. But I'm seeing results. I'm seeing right. results in the foreign policy. Right. I'm seeing strong results. Okay, let's so come back to more. All right, good. Uh, a minus, you give him your, uh, get your minute in there too. Perfect. Okay. Of course, keep in mind, friends, when we say a minute, it's called an out loud minute. You know what I mean? So we stretch that 60 yeah. seconds. That's two and but, a half. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're close. We're close. I thought it was a Malcolm minute. <laughs> exactly. Malcolm in the minute. Malcolm <laughs> minute. Yeah, I know. You know, I did. I used to do something like that called the Malcolm minute. I want to come back to some of those points afterward, Jennifer, you mentioned right there. And Susan as well, you both bring up some very, very, 
valid points here. Um, I want to now go to, let's do this. Uh, I want to, so, so now you've heard some conservative viewpoints. Now on the liberal side, it's going to be Dr. Faye and Missy. I want to go first to Missy, if you don't mind. I'd like to keep Dr. Faye a little suspicious to what she's going to say, because you never know what she's going to say. But I definitely want to hear your honest reaction, Missy, to the report card. Go ahead. Give us your minute to reply to that. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be generous and I'm going to give him a D and that's, (laughs) Purely because of the economy. I, I have panic moments like with the, the mortgage, all of the lies and the, the shell game and everything that happened in 2008 with the mortgage stuff. And, mm-hmm. the, and all, so I'm, I'm still waiting and I'm hoping and praying to God that this doesn't happen, that we keep a strong economy in America. But uh, that's 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 the economy is is doing well. Jennifer talked about that. And uh, so, you know, that's it. But otherwise, he's an in- incredibly bad um, representation for what I, I would like to see as a president and as someone uh, with integrity speaking to the world. And I think our image has really sunk. I think that he's a bully. I think he's been terrible uh, the way that he, with his descriptions toward women, with the way that he treats women, with his sarcastic, you know, on and on. I think that he's turned Twitter into some kind of ridiculous forum. And the world is just, if you go on and you look, particularly the Scots, I have such affection for the Scots on Twitter and some of the things that they call, I mean, they, they take it to an art okay. forum and maybe later we can go into some uh, of that. We can, we can. Yeah. But there's your minute there. Okay. So you'll give them a D. And climate change. All right. So you give them a D. And all these issues we can come back to later. Got it. And you're being generous, you say, uh, based on the economy. But other than this, your description's not real good. Okay. Let's go to our other liberal voice. And this is what's kind of cool about this conversation. Dr. Faye, you are another, again, strong liberal voice. Uh, You voted for Hillary. Let me tell people, if you don't know that, uh, she didn't vote for Donald Trump. She voted for Hillary. We've discussed her before on this show and the way she did that. Uh, but, hey, new show, new day, new game. Let's talk about it. What do you grade them? And take your 60 seconds, please. I had to step into the third and fourth grade uh, classroom and think about what I would grade the president, what I would give him. I would give him an 80. I would give him a flat B. And the reason I would do that is 20. I took 20 off because he does not know how to behave and stay in his seat. And I gave him an 80 because I see the positive. I have to remove his behavior from the results that I see. Hmm. So I'm looking at the fact that there are more women in the White House than ever before in history and that he has made some changes economically that has empowered people. I heard the statement of what he's done for corporations. So corporations can in turn help their employees. Employees can in turn help their families and their communities. So it has the trickle down effect. Everybody benefits because of the new tax bill. I see the changes that we that has taken place in the unemployment rate uh, that it has decreased. So for that, he gets an 80. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Well, that's it. The show's over. Everybody can go home. All right, so as you hear all of this, and you're hearing all of this one-year report card, I think if you sum all that up across the board, you have a couple of A's, you have a, uh, you have a, a, a really a generous D uh, and a B. So if you average all that out, friends, you probably would end up with probably a B plus. I think if I do my math quickly in my mind, it's probably a B plus. If you take the A minus and the A and the D along with the B, I think it's a B plus. Do everybody agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what if you just compute mm-hmm. and average out all the grades, it looks to me like a B plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And that's about what I would give the president myself. Not that you all asked, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> that's what I would give the president myself. I would probably give him a B plus. Um, so let's get into the issues as to why and how come. I mean, basically, this president is a canoe rocker. He is about doing Now, a lot of these things are uncomfortable. And Missy, as you point out, there are, there are a lot of uncomfortable things in here yeah. where the president yeah. gets uncomfortable. And a lot of this is uh, you know, what I've been hearing from a lot of senior military people, Missy, and a lot of people who sort of know the back roads of all of this far more than I. What they say to me is that a lot of this is very strategic. The way he gets on there, and, and as I call it, with the way he pisses on the tulips, okay? And that's my right. saying for life when you're just being so ornery when you wake up in the morning and you're ready to give him hell, Harry, that kind of Trump was this figurehead that was going to be put in there to rock the canoe to, again, as I call it, piss on the tulips, but to get things unsettled, if you will. And it brings out... Uh, what happens when you do this kind of thing, Missy? It brings out probably the worst of people... Uh, and yeah. it brings you get a lot of this, you know, what's happening. So we're we're try, what I'm saying is we're starting to see a lot of dandruff, a lot of dandruff, you know. And God knows there's a lot of dandruff in Washington D.C. You understand? I mean, there there's a lot. Anytime these people shake the program or shake their head, you're just going to get nothing but dandruff falling off everywhere because it's a mess. It's a mess. And so you have to practically look at what do we want in the White House? What are we looking for in a leader? Part of the problem is the inspirational factor. You see, Jennifer, Susan, the reason you hear Missy and Dr. Faye from the other side say, hey, listen, enough is enough. The Twitter thing, the this and that, the comments, some of the, point, some of the stuff with women. Uh, Susan says, well, he's got Dr. Faye, he's got more women in the White House than ever. Uh, we, he's, is he respecting women? But there are a lot of people, there's a lot of misnomers, there's a lot of um, information flowing out there. Not all of it's accurate, is what I'm saying. And a lot, a lot of it is being twisted and turned, and there's a lot of brainwashing going on out there too right now. Can we all, uh, yeah, can we all agree with this? Can, can, does anybody disagree with what I say next? The system is corrupt. Yes. The system, is, does everyone agree with that? I agree. Yeah. Missy, yeah. you agree. I know you said it on the other show the other day. Yes. And you say it today. The system is corrupt. Probably a very interesting character for very interesting times. Like Jennifer, like you said, Jennifer, he was not my first choice. Probably wasn't my second choice, Jennifer. Okay. Uh, I agree with you in all that way. Uh, but I did find once you sort of know who he is, again, like Dr. Faye, you would say, but you have to respect the presidency. Because if we don't do that, we get caught up in the mass media reporting. We get emotional about it and we lose our focus. And I think as an American, because I'm an American before Democrat or Republican or anything else, Amen. I feel that very Amen. strongly in my heart and that I am to speak good about my country before all of the other countries because people are watching they're listening this is my family this is my home and i want it safe and i want it protected and if we come against the one who is our leader nationally internationally because people are seeing this they're watching our tweets and united we stand and divided we fall mm -hmm. and i would like to show us being strong and that we're not bickering over the little things and that we will find the good 
in what President Trump is doing and go for that, stand with that. And maybe that will help him to shift. Maybe not. I mean, you know, he is what, mid 70s and he may never change. No, we he's not mid 70s. He's 71. He, oh, he may okay. get worse. He may, actually, he may actually get worse. I'm, I, I, I'm just concerned. What an concerned. optimist you are, Missy. Go ahead. Well, you know, normally I am. I, you I know. Years ago, I, the I newspaper know. did a, a story on me said the optimistic Missy, and, and yeah. I really, really am. But this man, I am concerned, and I'm also concerned that we're giving somebody so many passes. We're giving somebody a way above a C, which I won't even do, that's really, truly, deeply challenged with honesty. With the truth. Well, and, 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 and Missy, can more, I? One more comment. One more comment. And speaking of dividing, his own party is divided. He's divided his own party. So forget about the rest of us. And yes, I want my country to be great. I well, let me say this to you, to Missy. Before but he's we go divided to, his own party. Okay. okay, before we go to Susan, uh, hold on, Susan. Missy, I want to say something to you. Uh, let me reflect something back to you. I think you might agree with this, maybe. You're right. He has divided his own party. But why is that a bad thing, Missy? Well, I mean... I, I, well, hold on, hold on. Why is he a bad thing? Why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. So you're saying, why isn't he kissing his own party's ass? Why isn't he playing... Hold on, let me finish this. Now, this is important. Why isn't he playing partisan politics, you see? Now, you... Because the, the, what you just said is a talking point a lot of the uh, liberal commentators use on a regular basis. Well, they can't even get their program together. Oh, those Republicans. Oh, those... And they're blaming the Democrats. Well, my point is this... You see, the establishment, what I, what I want to get, what I would like you to understand today, the reason his own party is divided is because he's not a Republican or a Democrat. He is a canoe rocker. And so the point yeah. is the establishment is running like cockroaches, Missy Crutchfield. And so, of course, the Republicans don't care for him. Are you kidding me? McConnell and, and, and Ryan? Oh, my. Of course they don't. They're not big mm -hmm. fans of the president, nor any. You know why? <laughs> Because these, there's a whole bunch of Republicans. So what does that really mean? So you see, when you come back to partisan politics, what we're accustomed to in this country, and, and this is important, Missy, I want everybody out there to take this in, because what we're accustomed to is these politicians come in and play partisan politics. If you look back at our republic and you look back at the president in high office, whether a Democrat or Republican or whoever they are, they will almost inevitably side with their parties. So when the president doesn't do that and he comes after somebody, like a, whoever, one of some, the, the, the media is like, I can't believe it. I cannot believe he talked about Mitch Connell. Can you believe the way he's treating Jeff Sessions? This president doesn't give a rat's ass who's a Republican, who's a Democrat, who's a communist. He's just an equal opportunity insulter. So if well, you step, true. well, <laughs> well, hold on. So while, while you go after him and look at that as a problem, I want to say, and we're going to break here, but I want to say this to you, Missy, think about this. What you look at as a problem, people like Susan and, and Malcolm and gazillions and millions of other Americans will look at it. It is a beautiful day in America. Bring it on, people. Bring it on. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world, to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. We're talking here, first year of a presidency. We're talking Donald Trump. Missy, I had the same problem you had. Let me tell you, when Donald Trump was a candidate, I railed against him on national radio on a regular basis. I'm about keeping, I'm, listen, I'm about keeping everybody honest. I don't care if they're Republicans, Democrats, communists, or who they are. I'm an equal opportunity. I go after all of them. I'll tell you exactly what I think about McConnell, Ryan, Trump, or any of them. I don't, I don't play partisan. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an American. And, and I'm a conservative American. I take that first and foremost than I do the, 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 the party politics. So the point is that if you look at what this president is doing right now to what Missy's problem is, is actually for many of us is a good thing. Susan, I want you to come back now. Yeah. I, I want to have a respectful conversation here because Missy brings up a good point, And I'll tell you why she does. I had the same problem that Missy did in, in a lot of ways that I felt he was talking like a buffoon sometimes on Twitter and doing some of these things, which may not be good for the nation. But then you take a look at what Dr. Fager said. Well, but Malcolm, he's doing great here, doing great here, doing great here, doing great here. I can't vote as a Republican or a Democrat. She's a Democrat. She's not going to vote that way. She, but she only gave him a B. I think she, if you listen to the accomplishments he's done— and you listen to what Dr. Fage just put out there, Susan. I think she undergraded him, and I think she's being unfair. So I'm going to call her out. I think she gave him a B, and he was a C. Maybe she said, did you say a B or a C, Dr. Fage? I said an 80. He's a B. 80. Well, that's in some cases, for that's bad a... bad boy. Well, yeah, B for bad boy. But hold on. In some cases, an 80 is a C. In some days, some some grades, it's a C. Yeah, all right, sister, let's get it straight here. A lot of a lot of 80s are C. They're a C plus, a B minus. But you're giving him a basically just pass an average grade, and I think you're being unfair because you just listed all his accomplishments and said everything else. But then you said, but so so listen to this. What are we really trying to elect? Are we trying to elect an entertainer in chief? Of course, he is an entertainer in chief. <laughs> no doubt about that. But, you know, a popularity contest here or is it a man well, of action? Susan, go ahead. I'll show. And, and Malcolm, this is this is the, the long and short of it. And a lot of people don't know. And how would you? I'm so tuned into this. This is part of my world. And you know what, Missy, and everyone, you are going to love him when it's all said and done. I don't care what he says sometimes. It's what he's doing behind the scenes. Because as far as I'm concerned, the person that we had in office eight years for eight years in the last office was hijacking America, ambushing us. That's all coming out here in the days and weeks ahead. Trust me. 
you are, a lot of you aren't going to be able to handle it. So, uh, and I say that respectfully and truthfully, this is it. I've been working on this stuff for the last eight years. I can tell you, Donald Trump is a change agent. He was brought in by the generals. Okay. They know stuff. These are people on our highest levels of security and organizations that know stuff that was going on with the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, and Obama administration. 30 years of bullshit. Sorry. That's how I feel. And I said that on purpose because Donald Trump says stuff like that sometimes. Because how would you feel if someone... If you found out there was child trafficking, human trafficking, the murderous uh, uh, violations taking place against our most sacred people by those that a lot of you redeem as high and almighty because of a word they said, but not a word that they, a deed they've done in the darkness of their own home. The truth is all going to come out, okay? And I'm very passionate about this because it's really ignorant and stupid. This man's done more in one year than Obama and Bush and, and the Clintons have done in 30 years. And that's the damn truth. Wow. Okay. Stand back and, and watch. All right. Stand back and watch. Okay. All right. Let's, we'll do that. It's I want all to get coming over. out. Okay. Terrific. I want to get over to Jennifer. I want to bring Jennifer into the conversation on this, please. Jennifer, uh, you, you, um, you hear Susan, the passion behind her voice. You hear some of the problems. Um, there are a lot of things. We're reporting on some of these things, Jennifer, on Viewpoint this mm-hmm. Sunday, and it's all over America Out Loud. And some of the news that Susan is referring to is pretty hot. It's getting pretty hot in the kitchen here, okay? Mm-hmm. And there are, it does seem like some heads are going to roll very soon. Uh, I'm very curious. What's your take on all this? You know, we have a lot of this talk about these these uh, not playing nice or splitting the party. And this is, as you stated, Malcolm, uh, talking about the those in Washington. It's the senators, the congressmen, the the people, the swamp, if you will, to use Trump's own word, but the people in Washington, D.C. And a lot of times I know people that haven't uh, worked in D.C. or been in that kind of realm don't really get that. And, and I did work in D.C. I was in that realm for a little bit. And I can just give one tiny example of when I started being really troubled by this okay. aspect of swamp. And uh, and that was during the Iranian deal. So that was before the Iran deal passed. And I met with Mark Warner, who's he is. He's a Democrat in Virginia. He's a senior Democrat. He's a senator that I respect. I was living in Virginia at the time. And uh, he's he's pretty senior up. He's very pro-military. He's a Democrat, but he's more moderate in, in a lot of his viewpoints. I actually went to his office, met with his office, and they told me that personally, and they had to tell me this behind closed doors, that personally he did not agree with the Iran deal. He knew they were going to flub it. That's what the Iranians are protesting now. None of this money's gone to them. They're still starving. They're still being beaten. And, um, and, and he disagreed with the deal, but he... It was basically stated to me that even though we disagree, we have to go with this because we're Democrats and that's kind of how things are understood here. And that's and and at that moment, the moment he said that, knowing your vote is going to be another way that makes this thing pass, um, it, it made me wonder because I knew the people he represented in Virginia. Those were military men and women. You have our entire Atlantic fleet in Virginia mm-hmm. Beach. Right. Uh, these are people that did not like it. And I realized that Washington, D.C. has become a place where it's not about you being the voice of the people and representing what the people actually want, what they care about. It's 
about you following your own party in DC and doing mm-hmm. whatever they say to play nice. And that's when I started getting concerned. So I have, I, I like that breakup. I like that split. I like seeing that because I think some of the things we're seeing now with anybody who might, hey, you know, I am a Democrat, but I, I agree with what Trump's saying here. I thought that was pretty, pretty brave of Schumer to go at. And Schumer, by the way, who was one of like the two Democrats that voted against the Iran deal, much to the chagrin and screaming of everybody else in his party, is because you're voting on behalf of the people. That's your job as a representative, as a senator, is to be the voice of the people of your state, of your constituents. So, you know, I want to see more of that. I love that that's happening. And I think it is important because it's going to force people, Republican or Democrat, to look beyond that. And additionally, as I've been traveling around the U.S., one of the things I've seen is I'm meeting more and more people that are saying, you know, I'm, I've never really called myself Republican or Democrat. I don't really care that much. There are things I care about in my city with my family, things like that. And I like what Trump's doing. No, I didn't vote for him. I haven't voted in a lot of these things, but I just, I get what he's saying and I like what he's doing because I'm seeing it in my paycheck. I'm seeing it in my community. And, um, and that's what I'm seeing more of. And, and it seems like there are more Americans as supporting Trump and less quote unquote TV Republicans. Hey, Jennifer, let me talk to you a moment on what you say, please. You and uh, let's, let's pretend that, uh, Susan, uh, Dr. Dr. Faye and Missy are not here. It's just you and I, Jennifer, okay? And nobody's listening. Uh, What you say right now is so truthful, it isn't funny. What you say is the core and the problem of politics in this country. You just hit it head on, so I I give you that totally. Um, And here's why. If you look at the current situation right now, and you look at when the Democrats just closed the government down, we had all those days. There's no question who closed it down. Uh, and Senator Schumer, who you just pointed out, uh, wanted to play, and he wanted to dangle that carrot of DACA uh, with the Dreamers. They're using that, uh, the illegal immigration, uh, to hold the country hostage. There's no way. There's no other way to look at this. I mean, they're holding it hostage with the budget, uh, Jennifer. I, I'm sure you have to agree with that. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. None of the Democrats would stand up for what was right because they were being handcuffed to the party politics. That is the problem with the Democrat establishment. It's the problem with the Republican establishment. It's the problem with the entire establishment, Jennifer, and you just hit it head on. It's the problem with politics in Washington, and it's back to the point of what Missy doesn't like about Trump is exactly what everybody's liking. So, Missy, if there's anything we learned from this show today, it's got to be the point that what upsets you the most with Trump upsets not just you, but a a lot of Democrats are upset with the fact that Trump is irritating everybody, including the Republicans and senior Republican people. He's upsetting a lot of people in the rank and file, as Susan says. He was bought in for other reasons. When you look at it under that limelight, that may change a whole lot, Missy, because when you hear Jennifer come in with what she's saying, she's 100% right. That's the core reason of what's wrong in our country right now and why they don't put the country first. They're not putting America first. They're putting their party first. And their party is right or wrong. Both Republicans and Democrats have done some stupid things. You see? But I'm glad I'm glad he's shaking it up, Malcolm. Um, earlier, my, my comment was just to, you know, some of the ladies were saying that, you know, we want to present the best face we can to the world. And dividing your own party isn't doing that. And speaking like a bully and the, the kinds of slurs and racist, et cetera, remarks doesn't, doesn't do that. But, yeah, the economy is good. I like the fact that he's shaking up things. I don't like the way he shakes up. But I do like that it's shaking up. I don't like, I, do, I don't think the system is serving the people. 
people, and I don't think partisan politics are are are, are either. And there's so much corruption, and yeah, drain the swamp. But I'm not really seeing See, that but happening. There's, there's no way to drain the swamp in a gentle way, mm-hmm. Missy. That's not possible, honey, because these people mm-hmm. are going to. They're not going to leave without kicking and screaming. You understand? And then on top of that, then we haven't even talked about the fourth estate. I mean, by golly, I mean, when you look at the fourth estate, which is supposed to be the protective measure of America, which is our media. Now, Dr. Faye, you talk, take a moment, and then I want to bounce back and forth on this fourth estate a moment here. You know, typically, historically, when we speak about the fourth estate, friends, you know, this is, they're designed, the point of the media in this country, their purpose of being the fourth estate in our political system is to keep everybody honest. It's to keep the politics honest. It's to keep, this is what journalism is supposed to be. But yet it's not that way. The media has been sold down the yellow brick road. I mean, we're way past Kansas here, uh, Dr. (laughs) Fay. We're beyond, we're so far down the road, we can't even see straight anymore. I mean, by golly, you know, Toto already left uh, left the the farm here. So tell me what's going on, Dr. Fay. Why is the media so corrupt? Well, you know, Everything trickles down. There's the trickle-down effects. You know, you the, it didn't start there. It had to start at the top. Hmm. And so when there's dishonesty at the top, wow. where can it go? It's going to go down. Wow. And so every branch, every piece, everything that's connected to the head mm-hmm. will show that same energy, that same spirit. Mm-hmm. And so there need there has to be something. Mm-hmm. How it's done, I don't I don't know. But I know that whenever you start shaking, all kinds of stuff falls, falls oh, out. Bad dandruff is what falls off. When, when things begin to shake up, things you like, things you don't like, things that disgust you will begin to show its ugly head. Uh-huh. And so we have to be ready for all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we're going to find it in Washington, D.C. We're going to find it not only at the federal level, we're going to find it at the state level, local level, that we've That's all right. been duped in some way. Wow. And, you know, yes. it's our wow. own fault. Wow. Yeah. We, you know, because we fell asleep yeah. at the wheel. That's right. All right. Well, let's get That's Susan right. in on the conversation. And I want to say this, Susan, as you do that, Dr. Fay, in my mind lately, she's been making so much common sense in recent times that in my mind, I haven't said this out loud yet, but you know me being the out loud truth. I refer to her in my subconsciousness as the golden child. The, the golden child. <laughs> well, we child. love Dr. Fay. Well, and she's then, the golden child I... of America Out Loud, Susan, because she really bridges the a whole political spectrum. And the way she just puts that out there, Susan, it's hysterical to me uh, because she's like she's like the school teacher slapping them all on the backside or reprimanding them and saying, you will <laughs> stop it right now. Go ahead, Susan. <laughs> about the I media. About the well, media. And thank you, Dr. Fay. Yes, and about the media. And, and, and ladies and, and everyone on this call, listeners, uh, in the days and weeks ahead, everyone will find out, like I'm saying, the media is bought and paid for. They're CIA assets, and they've been paid. Also, um, and you will see, and it's true, uh, it's too far and deep to get into at this moment, but I also wanted to elaborate on the shutdown of the Democrats as well. We, we know that uh, George Soros did pay Schumer and the Democratic Party $3 million to shut down the government. That man is running our country. He's brought down other countries around the world. So, uh, and he will be brought down. And so there's, 
believe me, there's a strategic order and there's a madness to a method and a method to the madness that's going on. Whether we like it or not, you're going to love it when it's done because we're getting our country back. And, and we don't need to be best friends with the president and, and everybody in office. But uh, D.C. is a, a revolving door of military industrial complex, bankers, all those that want to dehumanize us and also to add to the shutdown of the Democrats, they're heavily invested in the illegals coming over because there's a major, major crime mm-hmm. taking place against humanity with the sacrificial, um, the sacrifices of, of human beings uh, from other countries. Americans, you can only take so many of them and people know they're missing. But if you do it illegally, it doesn't show as much. You know, this Susan, I look at what you're yeah. saying as almost, it sounds like, a, it's funny, it sounds like a commercial. You know that commercial with the pillow? You're going to like the way you, oh, who is that? You remember? Oh, oh, that was the men's warehouse. You're going to like the way you feel. You're going to like the way you dress. And then you got that pillow guy, but you know? You're, and you're like, you're going to like, the thing is, you're going to like the way we but govern. it's really sad. <laughs> And 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 makes us cry. It's gonna bring you to your knees yeah, yeah. when you find out. No, I just the way you say but that. And, you're, gonna, you're gonna like the end result. You're gonna like the way we govern. You should do some political but, commercials. But that's the truth. I yeah. mean, no, I, I, I hate to sound political because I'm not. Because I'm I'm like you guys. I, I'm not really any party. I'm a conservative patriot, exactly. and that's what I am. Exactly. I'm a patriot. And Listen, I work long and hard hours I know on you these do. things. Well, this is and the show to be you. political. We want you to be political here. Uh, I, I want to do this here, please. You just talk, You just said the name. You referred to him often. I, I want to take a moment here. George Soros. I want to take a minute here. Jennifer, pick up where Susan is, please. And I want, I want to ask everybody. This name comes up a lot. And I want everybody out there to understand what is your viewpoint, your, your input on George Soros, Jennifer? Well, I can't give the details that I know Susan probably has, but I can <laughs> state with very reasonable certainty that he uh, has his hand in a lot more than people might realize in terms of um, really shaping the way that uh, this country operates, shaping the way that uh, issues come out, shaping the way that our mass media works, mm-hmm. and um, and shaping the way that our politicians work. And I know that there's actually an investigative journalist named Azra Nomani. She had a partner named Daniel Pearl at, I believe, it was the New York Times, uh, that or Wall Street Journal, I'm sorry, that was murdered in Pakistan. And since then, Azra yes. has uh, come out. She's a Muslim reformer. She's one of a dear, she's a dear friend of mine. Love her. And she, uh, but she has been working on investigating George Soros now for about five years. And the things she has found, I'm talking hundreds upon thousands of pages of evidence and proof of just malicious activity right. and the things that he's doing. And so um, what her work is amazing. I do know that. I know that she's probably better to speak about it as a Susan than I am but why is he bad for the country? When you uh, okay, I'm taking everything you just said for total gossip. I uh, uh, gospel truth rather, not gossip. Gospel yes. truth. There's a difference between gospel truth and gossip, friends. I'm just pointing but that out here, like. you know. But Jennifer, <laughs> I know, I know. But tell me, what? Why? Just, yeah. Can you explain to me why George Soros is bad for the country, or can you? Is that possible? well? In this, and I can, I can, and I can go back to everything Please. we've been talking about here. Again, you've now lost the voice of the American people. Now, the American people, um, anybody that's in the payroll of George Soros has now become the voice of the quote-unquote American people. This man with multi-billions, infinity uh, supply of finances and money, he's now become Trinity, or trillions, 
Uh, he's now become Trinity. That wasn't right. He's now become the voice of the American people. And that's the biggest problem to me. When you become the voice of the American people and, and really ignore the voices, shut down the voices, shut down the mouths. I mean, wow. that's why I think, and I've even talked wow. to, there are a lot of Democrats who are probably pretty moderate, uh, dear friends of mine who are like, look, we have no real problem with Trump. We don't really get that involved in the political stuff or the Twitter stuff. But again, we're seeing it in our paychecks, but they're no longer the voice of the Democratic uh, Party, mm -hmm. of the moderates, right. of the people, of the United States of America, mm -hmm. people, our citizens, because now George Soros is the voice. That's why it's bad for us is when one or two people who have all the money become the voice of the American people, can shut down right. the government, can pay politicians, can threaten politicians by withholding money right. or giving them money, then that that's a real Jennifer, problem. Jennifer, so well said, so well said. By golly, you're, you're a great political uh, commentator, by the way, Jennifer. I haven't told you that recently. She's going to run for president, by the way, listeners. I just oh, want gosh. you to know that. So anyways, listen, I want to get Missy and Dr. Faye to chime in about George Soros. And I want to play on the fact that I want to throw this out there as we pause here a moment and say this. I think we're living in some very interesting moments of time. And, of course, you all out there probably believe that as well. But what I'm, I have a whole thing here. Uh, I think the Democrat, well, I think the Democratic Party, I, I think they're through. I think the party is over, Missy. I think the party for real is over. They were blaming it when the Tea Party came out. They thought the Republicans were going to go away. I think you're seeing the end of the Democratic Party right now. They're so far left, they cannot even see their belly button anymore. They've been hijacked totally. Uh, back to the George Soros conversation, in my opinion. And the other time I want to mention to you all is this, and then we'll come back and we'll give Missy and Dr. Faye the floor here. And here's the deal. Uh, you can bring this go back. Go back to 1860, and actually back to the 50s, in the 1850s. It's a time when our country was knee-deep in a civil war. We were so apart and at each other's throat. It was the worst moment, in, one of the worst moments in time of our history, for real. And at that time, it was the Democratic Party, but it was also the Whig Party, the Whig Party. And the Whig Party, uh, Abraham Lincoln, when he was in politics in Illinois, uh, when he was part of the Illinois uh, legislature there, he was part of the Whig Party. That's who he's associated with. And with all of this happening, he broke away. He was the first president. The Whig Party went away, and he became the first president in the Republican Party establishment in 1860 when he became that president. He was an incredible historical man that he is. Abraham. Everybody loves Abe, good old Abe. Of course, he was assassinated, uh, and uh, because he was a lot, of, he was very hated, just like Trump is today. He was very hated, just like Ronald Reagan was very hated. They hated these men because they were change agents and they didn't like them, and they were threatened, just like Trump. They uh, just like uh, rather uh, Reagan. They they tried to assassinate him. He was shot and barely was assassinated. You may forget that, friends, but I'll remind you of that. Uh, listen, we're doing some heavy lifting here on Life Liberty. This is a very engaging conversation. I'm enjoying it. I don't know about you. Keep that seatbelt on. We'll be back in a moment. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio.
stuff. When it comes to political talk, I'm just having a grand old time. I hope you are too. But listen, we're having a big conversation here, and we are talking to our co-host today. Missy Crutchfield is here. Dr. Faye Wilson, Susan Price, Jennifer Breeden. And we're having a great conversation, and we're looking at it from all different sides. Now, I just predicted before the break, and I know I'm stepping in a pile of you-know-what, but I'm saying it anyways. Missy, and I'd like you to take now the floor and tell me why I'm wrong. I think in this historical moment of time, I think the Democratic Party is going to go by way of the Whig Party. I think they're going bye-bye on a high rail somewhere. And I think because of the corruption of the Clinton organization, the Clinton crime family, quite frankly. And uh, that's like the high-end mafia on the high seas, if you will. And I think that they're going to they're reinvent themselves now. I think this is an opportunity for another party to take light. I think the Democrat will morph into something else because a lot of the moderates that Jennifer just talked about, uh, they are dying for something else. They're dying for a new voice. And those other people have gone too far left. And that's not where America is going to survive. It's, that's not America. It's not, it's not our country, Missy. So uh, you come from a strong Democrat family. You're a, you're a great representative to have this conversation. Tell me why I'm wrong. I don't think I, I really don't think you're that wrong, Malcolm. Wow. I, you know, my father was wow. a huge Democrat and did amazing things in the state of Tennessee. God rest his soul. And some of the last conversations I had with him, I told him, I said, Dad, I'm not sure I'm going to be voting in the Democratic Party. And I said, and I'm 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 for Bernie Sanders for president, and I'm tired of partisan politics, and I'm tired of of so much of the Clintons. And so there's a lot of stuff that we're not going to disagree about on this show. So yeah. Wow. wow. I, I'm, I'm sick of the corruption. I Missy, think you, you know, floor me sometimes. You're amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. Wow. I mean, I, you really are. I'm so proud of the way you sometimes take these positions and then you, you play badminton really well, really well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. political badminton. I'll tell you, man. I haven't had a good game of badminton in a long time, ladies, but uh, actually I prefer tennis uh, rather than tennis or badminton or golf because in tennis you can beat the hell out of somebody in one hour. You can't do that with golf, and badminton's a sissy game. And I don't know why I'm talking about all this, but anyways, you are almost a quasi—I I think you are a quasi—somewhat progressive but somewhat libertarian almost— yeah, I mean, I, th I think that we're all, you know, if, if we would stop having to, needing to, being forced to squeeze in a box and be part Amen. of, of Amen. right? Then we're allowed Amen. to, encouraged to yes. sort Amen. of fit the pieces yes. of the things that really God fit our love you. God love you. Why don't you start the Crutchfield Party? <laughs> after your dad for president okay. the Crutchfield party be on the cabinet. yeah absolutely <laughs> you might make some common sense because they don't want to a lot of them don't want to go too far with bernie he's too far social they think yeah, but i yeah, think if I, you could you, I, yeah. you know that you know that yeah. already but that was the least yeah. possible denominator you're saying of baloney out there and i get it yeah. i get it yeah. hey bernie attracted a lot of great people a yes. lot of great people he really he, fired up young people he really too. did he, he was yeah. brilliant in the way that he did that okay dr fay uh you hear the fact that uh, Missy's going to start her own political party. Uh, it's going to be the Crutchfield <laughs> Party. That's going to come out of yes. Life Liberty. Jennifer's running for president. What are you doing yeah. today, love? Well, I am listening and getting <laughs> new directions and instructions from all of these ladies. <clears throat> and, of course, you, Malcolm. <clears throat> I was thinking about Source, and okay. we were talking about that earlier, and how money, <laughs> how money just sometimes causes people to make bad choices mm -mm -mm. and here he is almost 90 years old mm -hmm. 
And whatever he wants, I mean, what are you going to do with him? Whatever he wants, he's worth uh, in excess of $25 billion. Wow. And he can buy a voice. He can buy a vote. He can buy a train, a plane, whatever he wants, he can get. How about we buy him a box of diapers? (laughs) (laughs) And And he's been doing this, according to reports, he's been doing this for decades this is the way he uses his money to influence people in any direction he wants the train to move. Wow. That's where he puts his money. Wow. He, he can be a great philanthropist. Wow. He's done some great things with his money. Mm-hmm. But lately, with all of the things in the news, the way that he's he's reportedly has been using it mm-hmm. is to manipulate and to control. Yeah. I think that's sad and that we have to take a look at it. It's, it's sad that when we get down to it, it's all about the dollars, whose pocket is being lined with the dollars as to how they will vote. You can change a Republican to a Democrat based on the amount of money. You can change a Democrat. So you're saying you can take an elephant and change it into a jackass any day or a jackass to an elephant. That's what you're saying. If the check is right. If the check check is is right. right. Okay. All right. I never understood, Missy, why they picked the jackass for an image. Do you know, honey? No, I've (laughs) That's, I mean, if you're going to pick anything, pick a chicken, a rooster, or an ostrich, or a, I know, I a hippopotamus, know. a rhinoceros, a, a bumblebee. Uh, I mean, by golly. To, to these, I know. I, to these points, and my dad used to have <laughs> bilious little pins and all these things with the donkeys, right? But the, the uh, to this point that Dr. Mm. Fay was making, and I think all of the ladies are in agreement with um, the corruption of the parties. But, you know, mm. local elections, I know right here in the city I live, we've got plenty of uh, Democrats for former Democrats who are now Republicans and they yeah. and, and they would say really publicly or you know definitely not publicly that the only reason they switched parties is because that's the only way they could win. Yeah. Otherwise they're the same. So what does it mean the party and we're letting people okay, as long as you just become a Republican and then then we'll elect you and you're gonna be the same person. So again, we've got to break out of this you know, I've got to belong to something or other to be part of this club. This well, let's break it up. And then, Missy, and to answer that too, um, a lot of people, unbeknownst uh, to everyone, we have a shadow government, and George Soros is the head of that shadow mm-hmm. government. It's been going on since Operation Paperclip. People, what's well, referred to that's as the deep it state? Started. Yeah, it's referred to now as the deep yeah, state, and it's it's alive and well. There's exactly. no doubt. You know, I, I just right. the conversation is unbelievable here. I, I tell you, you ladies are absolutely off the charts incredible. Um, Missy, you know, I've been talking to Missy in recent days. I want to divulge to Jennifer, Dr. Faye, Susan. You know, I'm so proud of, so, you know, the more I hear Missy talk, the more I really enjoy her conversations, I'm really and truthfully. We may be, uh, but you know what? There's so many connectivities and commonalities with all of us. I just love the way that we can refi- refine and reform the conversation to remind mm-hmm ourselves that we are all Americans first. I just love that. And I love that about all of you. You're just absolutely, I mean, tell you, if I'm going into battle, I'm taking all of you with me. And I've been talking to Missy in recent days and saying to her, you know what, you need to have your own, how much do I believe in her? (laughs) I said to her, you need to have your own show. You need to have your own voice heard because she has a lot to say. 
And not only is she a, a, a proponent for world peace and the way that she talks about it, but she's pragmatic in a lot of her views. Jennifer, talk to that a moment, because I know you so take this into your heart and your soul. When all of this happens, you just get so stirred about it emotionally with the powerful women on this platform. You're such a great representative to talk about this point. Talk about that point when I reference Missy right now and what we're saying and why I consider her such a dear friend and the things, the work she's doing here on this platform are truly amazing. Tell me. Well, I've said this, you know, to you before, Malcolm, and I know to these ladies that, you know, we joke about, oh, I'd love to run for president someday. I can't run for president without every single woman on this platform that Mm. I've been on with, especially Missy. And that's why I I have (laughs) such a hard time now with the with these establishment talks, because the way things are right now, Mm -hmm. if I were to go in and say, no, Missy was a she's a Bernie supporter, um, but there are a lot of progressive ideas she likes, things like that. I mean, my own if I was to run on a conservative or Republican ticket or I mean, a moderate ticket, I wouldn't even make it. So it'd have to be, you know, one of the other two. Everybody would run me out of town. I'd be running out of D.C. How dare you? You have to stick to party guidelines. I need people from every single side. We need to talk. We need to be a team. We need women that come from every single side because that's not all the American people don't fit into one box. The American people, yes, a lot of us, there are certain things we want, but we don't fit into that box. And I love what Missy was saying with that because I want what I, I, I need what she has. I need what Susan has. I need what Dr. Faye has. I need that knowledge, that information, those aspects of society that only you guys understand that I don't understand because I'm, I'm different. I was raised different. I have a different life. And so that's the only way that we are going to be able to come together as Americans and to do something. And right now, the way things are, I can't do that. So that's why I need that because now, I don't have the knowledge I have without people like this. You see Beautiful. why mm-hmm. I say <laughs> Jennifer Breeden for president. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you all I know. Thought, but it's but with these women. Everything up. Yeah, that's but great. now exactly. everybody knows out there yeah. why mm-hmm. I say, this is like the fifth or sixth, seventh show that I've said, <laughs> Jennifer Breeden for president. And let me tell you, now, yeah. and, and, and I say that to you all, but you know, she goes around and she compliments all the ladies. She, now, let me just, let me just, she never compliments Malcolm, but she knows I'm a friend. Oh, I Malcolm, have her back. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me say this. She never compliments Malcolm. She never says, Malcolm, you're, you're my guy. You're going to do this, that. But you know, every time I've, and that's okay. That's okay. I don't have thin skinned here. It's okay. But the reason I say that is because, I, listen to how, I want everybody to know this, how, 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 you, I, how I really don't have an ego. Here's why. I've suggested to her that I'm, I am willing to be her campaign manager. So I'm going to be the Kelly Conway for her, but I'm going to be the male version of it. And I'm going to put her into high office and I'm going to be her campaign manager. I'm going to carry her bags. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work for her. You understand friends? I'm going to answer to Miss Breeden, the, the future president. I'm going to get her into office. I'm going to be her campaign manager. I'm going to get her there. And then Yay. she may not invite me into the White House at that point, but at least I've done my job. <laughs> What's that? You'll have a Malcolm Wing. <laughs> I know we're joking about this. I know we're joking. To your credit, Malcolm, I mean, you are you are one of those, they call it the butterfly effect or whatever. Not that I'm calling you a butterfly, but oh, like that, that whole, you know, that scientific phenomenon, which I don't even know if that's true or not, but where one butterfly flap can yes. cause a hurricane on the other side of the mm. world. I mean, look what you've done. Wow. You've brought women together that would have never met each other. That's and right. now we're able to have global changing conversations. Mm, yes. And I mean, there's something to be said of that, of yeah. causing mm-hmm. a hurricane around the world by having right. one idea for one show and finding the women to do this. Wow. Yes. I mean, yes. how do you top any of this? I mean, this is the, 
How do you top any of this? I mean, this is this is the this is the maraschino cherry, the nuts, and the whipped cream on the Sunday, ladies of life. You know what I mean? No, uh, life, that. liberty. Absolutely. I mean, this show That's is great. just kills me all the time. It's just, mm. and I just, it's amazing. Now, listen. I want you to know we're in the heat and the heart of season two here. You hear the kinds of conversations we're having, and we talk about everything. I mean, where do you hear some of the shows coming out in the next few days? I kid you not. We have some of the most amazing conversation. Jennifer's been in quite a few of these shows and political shows recently, and they're amazing. Things about uh, it, 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 things about our immigration system. Uh, things about some really interesting conversations about the Iran, uh, the Iranian protest, and how. But the way we took about the Women's March. Uh, we have some really dynamic conversations here um, with Susan, with Dr. Faye, with Missy, with all of the uh, superstars on this show. So I could not be prouder. Hey, listen, we're also bringing in back some of the phenomenal co-hosts from season one. Uh, they're coming back with us too. Dr. Andrea Pennington was on a show recently, just recent. Ava Armstrong is coming out in just a couple of days. Uh, we we have her on. We also have get a load of this. I can't. You can't believe I'm telling you this, but the the instigator from Hollywood will be on with us here in the next couple of days. The instigator, you know, the troublemaker, my dear friend and crime partner there, Gail Murphy. Ah! She'll be on with us here on Life, Liberty from Season 1. She'll be joining us on Season 2, talking about all the women's marches and stuff. And you talk about left, Missy, but I love Gail. Uh, she thinks I'm her older, pesterous brother. Actually, her younger pesterous. She's got to be older than I. I know she, she's, she's got to be older than I. She certainly looks older than I. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, she'll kick me good for that one. And you know I'm keeping that in the show here. But uh, so, oh, yeah, Gail's going to be on with us talking about all the women's marches and all. It's going to be quite a conversation. Anyways, mm-hmm. friends, life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure is worthy of your time. It's worthy of your friends and your family's time, and it's worthy of you to tell all the people around you and share it. Uh, you hear this on talk radio every day at 5 p.m. Again, the uh, encore is at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch us anywhere in the world now. Get our apps, Android or Apple apps. It's perfect. Then you're part of our family there, and you can tune in anytime. You have a few minutes when you're on the fly which is where most people listen to radio today on their smartphones. And, of course, when you get your car now, it all speaks to your dashboard and your phones are right through your whole car. Or go to AHA Radio or iHeart Radio. Just look up America Out Loud Talk Radio and you'll catch us right there. Listen, I am so pleased you're here with us, and thank you for spreading the word out there. And uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio has just begun this race. Take a look back at the platform. Look at all the brilliant writers, the analysts, uh, the amazing, amazing conversations. Wow. We call this the fact that we are advancing humanity. We are. It's also a gift from God. Thank you for being with us today here. Missy Crutchfield, Dr. Faye Wilson, Susan Price, and Jennifer Breeden. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends. Oh,